MDN TV, the podcast. Be abreast with now. Never miss a thing with MDN TV, the podcast. We love to keep you in the present with diverse goodies from secular and non secular subjects of global interest. Join us. Grab more from these series. Listen to our podcasts. The undeniable choice. It's sundown. The day has just begun. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Yes. Ha ha. This is MDN News bringing you news you can use. And I am Major Daughter. I am so excited today. I'll tell you why. I have somebody special who will be joining us. Look, what she's doing, she's doing an incredible work. Now, she connects her readers with characters they love to invite to lunch. Think about it. Now, Terry Brown is my guest for today, and she'll be joining me momentarily just before that. Tell everybody that it's happening right now. Share this podcast, share this broadcast, share this program, wherever you're seeing it, hearing it, listening to, share right now. I tell you, you don't want to miss this one out. Let me tell you something. I love to travel, but sometimes I love to travel without visas and the complications of booking flights and the bags and things like that. And today, Terry Brown, my guest, is going to take us through a journey to Ukraine. Now, she has written a historical fiction book, and this is beautiful. This takes us and brings us light. It, it, it illuminates to us um, the, the Ukraine Conflict in a way you've never seen. But I'm not the one to tell you about that. My guest momentarily will be doing just that after this. MDN TV, the podcast. Be abreast with now. Never miss a thing with MDN TV, the podcast. We love to keep you in the present with diverse goodies from secular and non secular subjects of global interest. Join us. Grab more from these series. Listen to our podcasts. The undeniable choice. Well, the undeniable choice today is Terry Brown, all the way from the USA. Terry Brown, thanks a gazillion times for joining us. The world waits for your wisdom. I'm excited to be here with you. <laughs> oh, it's so great to hear from you. Now, please uh, tell our global viewers and listeners, who is Terry Brown? Terry? Well, I am an author. Uh, I started writing fiction in 
I wrote the manuscript that eventually became Sunflowers Beneath the Snow, which is my debut novel that came out in January. It's about three generations of Ukrainian women, and it came out three weeks before the current conflict in Ukraine. Wow. Call that a coincidence. Good timing, right? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah, in fact, I've had a lot of people say, so how did you know? It's how prophetic. It's yeah, prophetic. Said, no, there was no planning. There was no planning. I think my government <laughs> might have me under, you know, under observation if I really had some way of knowing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say you are prophetic. You are the Nostradamus of this day. Well, why Ukraine? I mean, you, you do something spectacular in this novel, but why Ukraine? Why not Africa? Why not China? Why not um, Canada? Terry? Right. So a lot of people have asked me that because I'm not Ukrainian and I've never been to the Ukraine, but I have a friend, really it's a friend of one of my daughters. They had gone to um, camp together as camp counselors in 2013, and then she came back again in 2014. She's from Ukraine, and she had this opportunity, and in 2014, when it was time to go back home, she could not go home because Russia had invaded the Crimean Peninsula, and that was where her family lived, and there were no flights in or out, and she ended up being stranded here in the U.S. Well, as it turns out, She's never been back home to Ukraine. So she came here as a 19-year-old thinking she was spending the summer, and then she's been here ever since. Well, in 2016, she came to our home um, visiting for a weekend, a long weekend, and she was telling me this incredible story of something that had happened to her. And hmm. I thought, oh, my gosh, that, that can't be real. It was one of those, no way, no way did that happen. Yeah. So I thought, well, maybe we're having a communication barrier or something because, you know, although she speaks English, she does have a very strong Ukrainian accent. And I thought, well, maybe I'm just misunderstanding. So I repeated to her what I thought she was saying to me, and it was true. And it was so amazing that I decided that that needed a book. So I wrote 82,000 words of fiction so I could tell those three pages of truth, which is the ending of my book. Wow, which is based on facts. It's not it's not some fiction there. Now look, you 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 talk about um uh getting courage for publishing this novel and I'm thinking right. about what inspired you to write the novel and Let's, 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 let's veer off a little bit and look at the place where you came from, where you got courage, because that speaks to some abuse you went through. Terry? Yes. So, so I was, I was married and got divorced and uh, I had four children and I remarried. And when I remarried, I married someone who was emotionally abusive and I was unaware of that, of course. I mean, you don't go into a situation that way. But um, And I lived with that for 14 years because I did not want to be divorced again. And I did everything in my power to try to fix this relationship, but it just wasn't fixable. And by mm. the time I finally left the relationship in 2017, I really didn't have much of me left. You know, 
I didn't believe in myself anymore, and I didn't have courage to do much of anything at all. Um, then I met my now third husband, who is a gem of a person, a wonderful man, and he really encouraged me to, to start really, you know, like you need to write, and it's who you are. And so I did start writing, but I was still afraid. I, I didn't want anyone to read it. You know, I was writing, but nobody, I, I wasn't showing it to anyone other than like really close friends and family. So we went on an adventure. He and I rode across the United States from the coast of Oregon, which is on the West Coast, to Washington, D.C., which is on the East Coast. Yes. So we rode 3,102 miles on a tandem bicycle. Hmm. <laughs> you are not just a writer. After all, no, no, there's no, more. No. Yes, Terry. There's more. Yeah. So on that ride, I it was hard. It was really hard because I'm not an athletic person. I'm. I could tell everyone I'm a desk jockey. I mean, I sit at my desk and I write. And although I like to be outdoors and active, I'm not an athletic woman. And so this is a very tough challenge for me. I mean, it was three months of every day riding in the heat and in the wind and sometimes in the rain and one time even in the hail and uphills and, and you know, weird things to eat because it was hard to find, you know, restaurants every place. And when I was done with that adventure, I realized that I could do anything. If I wanted to do it, I could do it. And that gave me the courage to go ahead and take that manuscript that I had written and get it out there. And lo and behold, I had uh, Atmosphere Press pick it up, and it was published in January of this year. Hmm. Incredible. Now, something makes me wonder. Um, we all know that pain is uh, the same everywhere. Pain is pain here, is pain in America, is pain... It doesn't matter which part of the world you live in, pain is the same. But does pain pay? Does pain pay? And I'll tell you why. You 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 got you got courage um to publish this brilliant historical fiction novel after such a, a, a terrible fourteen years of your life, you healed from the how do you do it? Does pain Hey, would you say pain pays? Terry? Yeah, I mean, nobody wants it. Nobody wants pain. I mean, you know, like if, if you could choose, we would all say, oh, no, we want the easy way. But I do think that when you're going through really hard times is when you're really growing. And it's when you're, you know, you're having to stretch and grow and become and learn and sometimes it's even once all of that's over, then there's even more growth as you try to kind of heal yourself and, and find out, you know, like center yourself again and figure out who you are and, and what you want to be from this point forward. And, yeah, there's no doubt a lot of my book, um, you know, it deals with three women. And so we see a lot of their emotions come into play. And a lot of those emotions are things that I've experienced, although I didn't experience their life. Like you said, pain is pain no matter where you are. And yeah. I've, I've experienced those things, and so I could write about, you know, how difficult life can be. 
you know, I may never have had to stand in a bread line, in a, a Soviet bread line before, but that doesn't mean that I haven't experienced that kind of angst. And so I was able to kind of dig into myself and find those feelings and then express them on paper for, pe- for other people to read. Precisely, and this is a beautiful read, I must say. But now, if you started again tomorrow, would you do the same things or would you change um, your strategy? Terry? Change my strategy for writing the book? Yes, the journey you came through. You know, so the answer is, well, you know, you think you would. Well, sure, I would want to change, but... You know, like, who wouldn't want to say, oh, no, I wouldn't want to do that 14 years again. And no, I wouldn't want to do it again. But having come out this side, I don't know that I would be in the place that I'm in without those 14 years. Yeah. So I don't think there's any way to really go back. Because if I went back and changed that, I would have to change everything today. And that would mean that I wouldn't have met Bruce who is, like I said, my fantastic husband. I wouldn't have gone on that adventure. Um, I probably wouldn't have a published book. There would be so many things that are different that, you know, no, I wouldn't want to do it again. Like if you said, okay, Terry, let's go do that again. But I'm okay with the fact that I did it. Now let's talk about the goals for Sunflowers Beneath the Snow, which is the historical uh, novel. Given the timing of its release, what are your goals? What are your plans from going forward, Terry? So, you know, it's interesting that the the goal for the book really evolved, especially given the timing. So the book comes out and immediately Russia invades and everyone is talking about Ukraine and Russia, but most people don't have any real understanding of, you know, how did they get to this point? You know, it, it it's not new. It's not like Russia one day woke up and said, gee, I think I'll invade Ukraine and they yes. never thought about it before. This, this issue that they've had has been going on now for, for generations. And it's because Russia very much wants to be able to have access to some warm water ports. And the only way they can do that is to essentially annex part of Ukraine. And Ukraine, of course, doesn't want any of their, their property annexed. And so this has been going on for years. So one of the things that the book can really do is help people kind of get an understanding of the background of some of the history and why there is such animosity between these two countries. And then the other thing that I think all literature can do, and in this case, it's just phenomenal what it can do, is it gives us an insight into people that we might not otherwise know. And then once you know someone, then you have greater empathy and compassion for them. And if you have greater empathy and compassion, then, of course, you want to do more to help that group of people. And so in this case, I'm hoping that as people read the the story, they come away with with friends, people that they really understand and, and have come to like that live in Ukraine, so that when they see or find a time or a place or a way that they can help Ukraine, that they will then reach out and do that. Instead of just reading about it in the paper in the morning before, you know, heading off to work, that they make decisions to do things like 
support a, a foundation that is helping in Ukraine or donate um, some goods or even donate their time um, or, or find um, refugees that are coming into your country and, and find a place where you could go help. Something along that line where you're actually actively doing something to help the Ukrainian people win this war. Wow, and then somebody would say, um, very well said, and it's good that everybody should uh, do something for the people of Ukraine and the Ukrainians. But what about Russia? Where do we leave Russia in all of this? Because this military bullying is not cannot be blamed on the Russians, the people of Russia. How do you balance that, Terry? Exactly. You know, one of the things I tell people is that words are very important. And so when I am talking about Russia, I try very hard to talk about the Russian government, not yes. the Russian people. Yes. Right. And in my book, I have a character who hates Russians. He hates them just as wow. a matter of course. And But he very, sometime in the book, he recognizes that he has a friend that's Russian and he didn't realize that the friend was of Russian descent and actually hurt this friend's feelings by some of the things that he was saying. And he had to kind of rethink and step back. And he came to that same conclusion that, okay, it's not the Russian people, it's the government. And, you know, that's true in so many wars and and. And things that you see that, that you don't like about another country. It's not the people. It's the governments. You know, and the governments are, are there for power and, 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 you know, bullying and other things. And you have to be able to separate out the people from the government. Because most of the time, the people didn't have a choice. I suspect if you went and talked with a, a lot of Russian people today, just your everyday average working Russian men and women... You would find that they don't agree with this war. Indeed. By the time you get to the bottom of this, you find out that many, many are actually kicking and screaming against what is happening. Now, people are fond of writing um, on romance and comedy and the likes. Why historical fiction, Terry? I absolutely love doing research. Hmm. It is something that just, I love researching. And historical fiction really falls into that because if you're going to write a good historical fiction, then your facts about the history need to be accurate. Um, and so it kind of puts two passions of mine together. So I can do the research and find out all this great background information, and then I can intertwine a story in all of those factual details. And I just, I love the way that plays out. Oh, beautiful. Now, wherever you are, connect, connect, connect with our undeniable choice for today. Terry Brown is connecting us to characters that we love to invite to lunch. Now, let's take a break. MDN Talk Radio. The mic swings to you. At MDN Talk Radio, the conversation is upbeat with life-enhancing chats moderated by personalities that matter. Exclusive conversations to keep our radio community interactive is with you now. Log on from the comfort of your couch or take us along in your palm as you go. Hear us.
The undeniable choice. The undeniable choice, indeed. It's still Terry Brown, my guest. Look, Terry, we are at the tail end of today's program. And I'm just thinking, oh, if you could give a bit of advice to someone who's been going back and forth about writing that book, putting that material together, what will it be? Terry? So I have three pieces of advice. I'll be quick. The first one is get started writing. You can't be a writer if you don't write. So get started. Don't wait for a degree. Don't wait for a particular class. Don't wait. Just get started. The second thing is, is when you have written, let someone else look at it and listen to what they have to say because you can't improve your writing unless you allow people to see it and then start making changes based on what you hear. And the third thing almost contradicts it, but not really, and that's you do not have to listen to everybody. Yes. There's more than one. No, there's more than one way to write. You know, there's more than one style of book. And so it's okay to take someone's advice, try it, realize that it's not for you, and put that off to the side and then continue forward. But how does one deal with that critique? Some people are just, um, the critique just takes them off course. How does one deal with that um, uh, rejection, if I can call it? Terry? You know, that, that is hard. It is in the first few times, it really, oh, I mean, I, my, I, I would break out in a sweat and get all red in the face. I mean, it was just, <laughs> it was really hard. but you have, you just have to realize that nobody does anything perfectly, yes. especially when you're new, and that there are people who are offering advice. I think the best thing to do, though, is to find those people that you trust so that when they offer you that advice, it doesn't feel quite so so much like someone hitting you with a hammer, you know? Like, like it's someone who's willing to say, here's a good piece. Here's something that probably could use a little more. I like how you did that. Why don't you try working on this section, you know, where they, they are good at giving you both the good and the bad? Because I think a lot of times if you can hear some of the good too, it gives you the courage to say, yes. okay, well, I can make this piece better. I can, I can work on this angle or I see what you're saying or, you know, oh, you know, in that particular book that I like, I know how they did that. I could try to, to you know, copy that style and, and try something different. And I think that's what you have to do. Well, thank you so much. Now, how can our listeners and our viewers find out more about you? They definitely should go to my website. It's terrymbrown.com, and that's Terry with one R, T-E-R-I-M, brown.com. And on there, you can follow all of my social media, and you can also sign up for my newsletter. Um, and there's also a contact me form, and I love to talk to people and hear about what you'd like to read and why you liked or didn't like my book or what you would love to see written and nobody's written and you can't find anything like it. I would just love to talk to you about all of that. So definitely reach out to me. Yeah, connect, connect, connect. Send your questions, your comments. Engage. You see, you, your, your, the invitation has been extended to you already. Now, Terry, thanks a gazillion times for your time, for connecting, and for all your brilliance and what you do. May you continue your putting shots, please. 
I think my parting shots is just to thank you and to thank everyone who's listening and to thank readers in general. Because if it weren't for readers, then there would be no reason for me to write. MDN TV, the podcast. Be abreast with now. Never miss a thing with MDN TV, the podcast. We love to keep you in the present with diverse goodies from secular and non-secular subjects of global interest. Join us. Grab more from these series. Listen to our podcasts. The undeniable choice. Ladies and gentlemen, time flies when you are having fun. That was Terry Brown connecting readers with characters they love to invite to lunch. I hope you have been connected just as I have been connected. Now to all our viewers and listeners around the world, well done. MDN Talk Radio. The mic swings to you. At MDN Talk Radio, the conversation is upbeat with life-enhancing chats moderated by personalities that matter. Exclusive conversations to keep our radio community interactive is with you now. Log on from the comfort of your couch or take us along in your palm as you go. Hear us. The undeniable choice.